Hello, ladies. Is that actually a picture of you, or is, is that <laughs> someone else? I'm not sure. Uh, let me see. What is my picture right now? I don't even remember what it is. Let's see here. It's a, uh, actually, I would imagine a lovely lady's derriere with stars. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it because it was uh, Marvel Star Wars and a shapely ass, so yes. <laughs> Two great tastes that go great together. There you go. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, let me change it. I'll change it to something. Why uh, would you want to change that? <laughs> yeah, don't uh, change I mean, it on our account. If somebody could have a pig face, dude, then then absolutely that that could be. Ah, uh, don't this. tempt me. You got me started. <laughs> you guys haven't it. seen the pig face yet, have you? Change it to something less controversial. You had, you had something on there for a while that was really creepy. I don't know what that thing was. I think that was the pig face. Didn't you have it for a little while, Paul? I've had it for a long while. <laughs> my, my, my kid looked at it and goes, oh, Daddy, what's that? What's that? Now he's up all night. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you know what? We might as well jump right in because we got a lot of stuff, a lot of ground to cover here. And then Absolutely. we don't want to go too late. How many uh, how many books we covering? Is it just the three, or did just you bring the three? One? I I, oh, okay. de I declined to do one, and you're the know. mediator. Yeah, I'm I'm the host. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> the know referee. if the, the good doctor is joining us or not. He said he was going to be a game time decision. Back to the bin. And you got to see his, his toys, his collection, man. Who's that? That's such wonderful Paul? toys. Paul's, <laughs> yeah. Paul's toys? Put him in his dungeon. Yeah, didn't you didn't you see the uh, the shelf porn? Uh, Damn, dude! Everybody and their brother's been posting one. I can't keep up. I, I know I didn't I didn't see it. I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah, well, you know what? If you look at all the ones that everybody posted, mm -hmm. mine is the good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all Steve, right. Ignore all the crap. I'm what's left. Yeah, no, you're I've been really meaning to do one. I just I've been busy all week. I hadn't had a chance to do it, but I've been meaning to post one up. I gotta clean my garage first. Bill <laughs> What's Hello. up, homie? Not much. Behaving Josh yourself? Oh stop. Yeah. When when was the last time he he behaved himself? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Uh on call again this week. Always hate that. Sucks. Hmm? What? Bill, what do you do? Are you a surgeon or what, man? You're on call. You're... <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs an appendectomy and, and you're gone? If somebody needs some Mountain Dew, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> somebody can't get the lid off? Wait, let me get that for you. Don't uh. you have that show where you're searching for aliens? Because <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe watched that. Tornado. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know what you do. I want to keep it a surprise. I want to think like you're a storm chaser or or something like that. You know, don't don't tell me. I I, I don't I don't want to. No. Have you seen me? Come well, on. I keep it. It'll be like. <laughs> you know. He's more like a couch chaser. He just chases <laughs> them down and then makes sure that they don't float away or anything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I hold the couch down when the storm comes. Yeah. <laughs> a storm chaser. <laughs> Hurry, come in, come in. The love seat, damn it, the love seat. I gotta put a foot on the ottoman. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 
it's it's going to be kind of like Scott's middle name. I never want to know what you do. I don't know. Don't tell me. <laughs> That's oh, okay. no. I, w- I want to know Scott's middle name. I'll be going to Rochester and uh, or whatever the town is that you actually grew up in and uh, checking the, the Hall of Records. I could just see the <laughs> montage now like an 80s movie. There's, there's, there's Paul and he's meticulously flipping through the pages and the and the and the microfiche and the old books you know all the dust <coughs> coming off as he's flipping the books open yeah i only and, to find and, out that it's 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 something I, like harry yeah that'd be pissed yeah <laughs> and then he finds it and then he looks up at the camera and then i have a heart attack and die <laughs> Scott Scott comes from behind him and hit, hits him with a, uh, a shovel. With a shovel, Wong. <laughs> or cuts or cuts out your tongue, so you would never oh. be able to. See. Ooh, that's kind of brutal. <laughs> hey, if you wanted to keep silent, you know, I guess but you could write. Still, but he could still. Well, now he'll have to he'll have to break his fingers. Yeah, that's true. Now there's a lot of ways you can get it out. Now you know, you computers with the eyeballs. You can see, yeah, we'd get it out of him. Paul Smataro is Stephen Hawking. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) Real life with Dr. Bill. (laughs) How's you guys doing? Do you remember your story from last week, Bill? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was about the... uh... (laughs) Gather around. You know, I I, I have one job. Okay, all right, all right. I want to do it. Hold on. I got to get myself back in that mindset. A story like this can only begin from the beginning. Right. I gotta remember. I I gotta remember the whole thing because it was you, you, you ate it was a, a spontaneous. You it was a burger. It turned out right, to be right. a cow pie. No, no, no. It was a piece of chicken. Well, okay. I thought I got it. I got it. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for real life with Doctor Bill Robinson. So I went out into the chicken and the, oh god damn it! <laughs> you went out in the chicken, <laughs> dude. That's in wrong. Some state, that's illegal. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. Take, take, take those. Florida, not Alabama. Florida, not Alabama. It was well, a real you... good. It was a real good looking. You didn't chicken, say he went out with his cousin, Scott. You know, it's funny you should say Alabama. Did you hear the podcast we did with uh, Doctor Allen, Professor Allen? Yeah, yeah. Wait, that's right. I'm Doctor Bill. He's Professor Allen. I get confused. What's that, huh? Professor Jesus. Bill? I tell you what. Why don't you go sober up and then you come back? All right. <laughs> I haven't had enough Mountain Dew. Wait, wait. Where, where, where? Okay, wait. Here, I gotta get my bottle. Yeah, as okay. long as it's not warm. I just heard that the other day, last night. Oh the... yeah, that was terrible. Jesus. <laughs> as Scott is my witness, that was a uh, car all day. What was it like? About good eight hours out there in a car. Oh, that was nasty. Oh, I, <sighs> I think after that, the police need to send a robot to like get into the car and, and retrieve the Mountain Dew. You know. <laughs> Because Lord knows what happens if you open it up. Volatile like uh, nitro. Right. <laughs> but anyway, do this again, it's, it's funny you said Alabama because in the podcast we did covering the first three Archie books, The Afterlife with Archie, the way Professor Allen introduces me is uh, former Alabama <laughs> inmate number such and such. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that was a cool episode. I listened to it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I read these because I heard about them because Paul told me about them. Of course, we're doing the show without him. <laughs> Look, what, what show is this? Professor Allen's uh, relatively geeky. Oh, show. okay. I, I am so he, he, far behind on that show. He had Bill. You and, were on there. 
Not yeah, me. We, I wasn't invited. I wasn't invited either. Son of a bitch. You know what the funny thing is, Professor Allen? Oh, you know, Paul, can I be on back to the bins? Paul, can I be on back to the bins? Oh, let's see. I'm doing a show. I'm going to invite people. Hmm. It was. A Let walk- me invite Sean and Bill. <laughs> it was a Walking Dead Wednesday crossover. We did okay. three mm-hmm. three issues on his show and three issues on our show. Walking Dead crossover with the book that you and Sean read because I told you about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that that your... stupid Archie book? No, it's hey, that very, very clever book. Archie book. Yes. I saw it at the Comic-Con. I was going to pick it up and look at it. it I would highly recommend it to everybody really? but Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although now they got Predator coming to the Archies, I don't know what I don't know about that one. What do they have? Well, they have a Predator book that where the Predator. Uh, well, you know is, what? They, they could take they could take the concept too far. Yeah, that that might be pushing it. Although we thought zombies with Archie was too far, but it was good. So that oh, was great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm ready for the real life. Right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for real life with Doctor Alabama Bill Robinson. <laughs> So I went into the kitchen and I looked and saw the lovely meal that my wife had prepared lovingly. And uh, I grabbed one of the little chicken, uh, like southern fried patties. And uh, I ate it and I tasted it. And I was like, what the? I walk out to my wife and go, uh, this is the worst piece of chicken I've ever had in my life. And she looks at me and goes, that's a piece of country fried steak, you idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, that was real life with Dr. Bill Robinson. Just be glad she didn't say that that was the uh, stool sample for the dog to go to the vet. That's <laughs> true. But that actually That's happened. That's the worst chicken I've had. Like this, I, I, I mean, I, I'm like, this is the, what, I, I, what did you do to this chicken? This is the worst chicken I've ever had in my life. That's country fried steak. <laughs> did you oh. warm it up? Well, yeah, it was right off of the, it was, you know, right okay. off the, I just, I just grabbed it right off the, uh, what are you, the thing, the, the plate. plate. The hoof. Fryer. <laughs> I don't know. It was still warm. It was still kicking. At least it wasn't it was the still... cat. <laughs> I miss no, hearing well... about the cat. Oh, he's he's still around. That epi- still you around. know that episode you did with the um, when the cat had worms. I I I, I, did, I did laughed. The worms? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember well, you told me he that had the worms. He, yeah, the kidney he, stones. He made his or, way. No, no. Out. He was he, was he made his way out, out and. You squished him in a paper towel, you know, after that. It, it was just, it was hilarious. It reminded me of the Shawshank Redemption, you know, the last scene where that guy crawls through the muck and the mud, and then all of a sudden he makes it out and he's getting ready to, to make a run for it, and someone smashes him with a paper towel. That was, that, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was what that worm felt like, you know? He made it through the hard part, and then all of a sudden, here you come and squish him with a paper towel and end it all. The worm crawled through miles of cat intestine, only yeah. to be smashed by Dr. Bill with a paper towel. <laughs> Never got to Mexico. <laughs> Never got to see his little worm buddies. <laughs> uh. Uh. Anyway, more cat. So, let's. you know what? Let's bring this puppy in <clears throat> so that we can start Kitty? talking about New York Comic Con and actually get to our comics. New York Comic Con? New York City! Sorry. Get the rope. No, okay. I was gonna say, did anyone? Nobody get that joke? Well, of course. Uh, oh wait, I. Oh wait a minute. You're all from New York. I'm really outnumbered. I'm from New Jersey. Oh, As I'm enough. dropped from the call. Poof. Boom. <laughs> all right. Let me. Uh, <clears throat> la, la, la. Hey everybody, and welcome to what show are we again? Oh yeah, we're back to the bins. I'm Paul Spitaro, and I am joined by a room full of people. Let's a start room? off. A room. A room. A room. Oh, I, I thought, thought we were room. like. That's what I thought. Room. What'd you think? That's I said, a... womb? 
womb. That's yeah. kind of cozy. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> That'd be one big woman. <laughs> I think that's it. You're talking. You're not talking about a C-section. You're talking about an explosion. Yeah, you need the jaws of life to get us out. If that's the case, a womb with a view. But in this instance, I am joined by my normal two. Well, I use the word normal loosely. I'm normal. Normal. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> Scott Horatio <laughs> Gardner. How's it going? It's going good. Thank you. And Doctor Bill Robinson, eater of strange materials. Ain't nothing normal about that boy. <laughs> Mm, and, yummy. And the three of us are joined by two more stalwarts today, my two New York Comic Con buddies, Mr. David Pescarella. Gentlemen. And Mr. Dario Gonzalez. Howdy, folks. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> Keep your warts to yourself. You said, never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it. You what, said what? they were stalwarts. I said, keep your words. Never mind. No. Keep going. <laughs> if you have to explain it, it's not good. Hey. Exactly. There you go. Move along. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> Joke fell flat. Move along. <laughs> so, Hey, what uh, do you want for free, all right? So we are recording now exactly one week after the beginning of New York Comic Con. And although Scott and Bill were still recovering from Conjure and couldn't make it, Dario, David, and I all went, and we managed to meet up while we were down there, and uh, I think we'll start off talking a little bit about that. I went on Thursday and Friday. I know, David, you went on Friday only, yes. right? Yes, just Friday. And Dario, you were Friday and Saturday? Yeah, Friday, Saturday. So we, we had all uh, talked and, and made plans to meet up while we were there, which we did, and we planned to have a really nice lunch, which we didn't. <laughs> But but Jeez. we paid we paid for a really nice yeah. lunch. We, yeah. we paid for a top notch lunch, but we yeah. had French fries. For what yeah, were the, what, what did the French fries cost? Like twelve dollars? No, my, I I had to put mine on layaway. I'm still paying for that for that for that uh, pork gyro, and I almost flipped the bus over. I almost flipped the uh, the meal truck over the next day when I went back. I was still so pissed. I paid twenty six dollars for two uh, orders of fries and two sodas. Well, you made the mistake of bringing your your daughter with you. Yes. Yes. My companion. Uh, well, I have to get her into the hobby since I don't have a son. Someone has to take over when I'm gone. <laughs> it's good to have an eye towards the future, I guess. Okay, <laughs> David went with his, his beautiful daughter, Teresa, who is uh, not only beautiful, but a very well-behaved and just nice personality uh, young lady. Thank you. Thank you very it's much. Pleasure yeah, to have her friend. actually hanging out with us. Uh, but I, I went on Friday, so I, I had the first uh, taste of the Comic-Con on, on Thursday, and I went that day with my two kids and a buddy of mine and his daughter, and I have to tell you, they've been expanding, and I think part of the thought process is that they want to be bigger than San Diego as far as attendance, if nothing else. So it used to be that Thursday started at 4 in the afternoon, it would only go for about three hours, it was kind of a preview of the show. And the only way you could get tickets for Thursday was if you bought a four-day pass. Now they're selling tickets for Thursday separately. They're starting the show at noon. And I would say it was not quite, but almost as crowded as it was on Friday, which is a new development that I can't say I'm happy about. But uh, thir- fr- since my kids went with me on Thursday, I kind of let them dictate the pace, where we went, what we saw you know, let them lead the way because I knew I was going to be coming back the next day and that I could have my free reign to go wherever I wanted. 
So it was just kind of checking out the floor. We went down to Artist Alley for a little while, you know, let them take pictures with the various cosplayers. And I got to say, I think even the cosplay was a little less uh, substantial than it normally is in years gone by. There were some yeah, really I've, good ones, but just not as many. I've noticed that, too. In the past uh, three years, it's been kind of dropping down. I think it's just it, it's really hard to walk around in some of those costumes when it's so crowded. I mean, there was a guy dressed as Dr. Octopus that was terrific. And I was wondering how the hell he made it through with everyone bumping into him. And it's just amazing. I, I didn't see that one. That that sounds... That was Saturday. <clears throat> Did you see the pair of girls that had these uh, wings on? That must have been at least six feet wide. I don't no, know what the heck they were supposed to be, but they had. I did see. I did see them, by the way. Yeah, I saw. They were there on a on on Friday. Yeah, I, I have no idea who they were supposed to be, but that set of wings. I can't imagine carrying them onto the subway afterwards. No, it was amazing. But yeah, it was a it was a, it was a really nice. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, like I bought a lot of stuff on Saturday. I uh, didn't buy much on 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 Friday. That's uh, I'm still mad they didn't give you the the free tickets that uh, that you so willingly deserve, you know. And I, I'm thinking next year the five of us uh, just don't show up, you know. That'll show them, you know. Let them know who's boss. Uh, you know, I, I I can't can't argue with that except I enjoy going and I really yeah. did enjoy being there this year. Uh, so I, I'm not going to be so quick to to do that, but. Maybe no. next year they'll, uh, they'll give me my pass. Who knows? I said that. I said that tongue in cheek. Like they would really miss the five of us not going. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think with, with. I think they said they had like one hundred and twenty-four thousand or something like that. So yeah. I don't. I don't think they'd miss us all that much. We'll it's show the, them. It's the press coverage that you're giving them that they're gonna miss. Yeah, that's what it is. Except we're doing it anyway. Yeah, that, I was just <laughs> thinking that very thought actually. Hey, uh, um. The person with the wings, were they black and white, the wings? They, and they were. were, were yes. Like a black bikini? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because if you go on uh, Blaster, which is like the Sci-Fi Channel site, there's the cosplay of New York Comic Con. They, she's uh, the top picture before you get to the uh, the gallery. She's right yeah. there on it. Uh, I guess I can send you guys a link in the, in the chat. So you can, uh, there we go. It's right there. So if you just go there, boom, she's right there on the front page. Yep, that's her. Yeah, that's her. That's wow, her. yeah. I don't know. Oh, wow, that, that is pretty, uh, pr pretty big costume to be walking around in, in the crowds that they had. Yeah, because once you said it was – because I had looked at this the other day, and once you said she had like six the, the like six foot wings, I'm like, hey, I, that's probably her. So, yep, okay. Wow, yeah. Well, I guess they she got to take them down. Fold, well, obviously, to fold them up to get on the subway. Imagine walking I'm, through. The I'm thinking she probably took them off to go on the subway. I could be wrong. <laughs> ah, we're at the door. My wings. Bill, we had you at wings. <laughs> we had you at wings, but it were really chicken fried steak they had strapped mm, onto their back. Chicken. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, it was back, back to New York Comic Con. So, <laughs> so yeah, Friday, uh, Dario and I had our timing down, so we actually met at Penn Station and walked over. Uh, along with your buddy uh, Ben, Nick? Ben, yeah, my buddy Ben, Ben. So we got to hang out. We basically we basically spent the morning kind of walking around, checking it out. Uh, we found a uh, pretty decent sized bunch of fifty cent bins that uh, I could have just spent the whole day diving in those. 
Yeah, it was a little depressing because everything in that 50 cent bin was something that I thought back home that I might actually be worth a little bit of money. So so now I found out that my collection is entirely a big 50 cent bin. So. <laughs> so what did you guys purchase in the end? Well, I, I got about, I don't know, about maybe 20 books out of between 20 and 30 books out of the 50 cent bin. I posted pictures of those on Facebook. I also got a couple of magazines that they were selling for two bucks each, which were they had the uh, Kill Raven Marvel graphic novel for two bucks, uh, the ad- adaptation of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom for two bucks. Nice. Um, I can't remember. Oh, the uh, Bizarre Adventures where they had the individual uh, X Men stories. I got that one for two bucks also. And then I then I went over and I found a, a pl- or actually we had earlier found that I went back to the place where they had some uh, Treasury editions. And I picked up three of those. They were, uh, basically it was three of them worked out to $18. So they averaged to six bucks each. Pretty pretty beat up, but it's still nice to, to re- reclaim some of those. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I bought. Did you get any James Bond books? Well, I got some of those from the 50 cent bin. Okay, I thought so. Some, there was some James Bond ones. There was some uh, at, old Atlas comics. So there was some nostalgia factor there for me. They had uh, actually Dario handed me. They uh, had the I don't know if I, I wouldn't call it a graphic novel, but I guess like a prestige edition of that uh, the the Luther biography. Yes, yeah, I remember that one. It's that's what the Baldy Award used to be. That picture that's on the cover. Right, right. I would have sent it to you. I should have just right. I have it. Jeez, I got. Yeah, all you know what? That's fifty cents. I'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> it would cost you that much. It would cost you more than that to mail it to me. Oh God, that bad. I don't remember. I so, I think so. I I uh, I had all that stuff that you were pulling out of that bin. You know. Mm-hmm. I'll just send all my stuff to Scott. All my fifty. Yeah. Well, why why should why should this be any different than anything else? Come <laughs> <laughs> on. But uh, like to me, one of the biggest thrills of the show was when uh, we were looking at the high grade books, and oh, uh, Dario yeah. uh, asked if she if he if he could hold a copy of uh, ASM number five and check it out, and they they had no problem letting him see it. So as long as long as we were at it, I said, "Oh, can you hand me that copy of Amazing uh, Fantasy number 15, Which they did. Yeah, and uh, I took a picture holding that because that's as close to owning it as I'm ever going to come. Do you remember what they were asking for? They were asking $13,000, which doesn't sound like all that much, except when you consider the fact that they had it CGC rated, and it was rated at a 4. So it was far from uh, you know, far from a pristine copy, and it was still $13,000. i am thinking if it was like a 7 or an 8, it would probably go for 3 or 4 times that amount. Maybe they would have taken an offer if you offered maybe 10 that's yeah. exactly what I think. If I if if I had ten to spend on it, if I had offered it, I think they probably would have said okay. Oh, absolutely. There were some deals to be made. I I, I purchased a few. Uh, uh, I well, I bought that Battlestar Galactica. Um, well, with Treasury that uh, that I saw, which I thought was pretty neat, and uh, a couple of Thors that I I liked. Uh, they liked the look of, and a few other comics here and there, and then I purchased some. Uh, couple of ch- of uh, Walking Dead uh, tumblers that I like, and um, and a big General Zod from Superman 2 uh, statue that, that I had my eye on for years, but it was expensive three years ago, but the price finally dropped down to where I could make the guy uh, an offer, and uh, and he went ahead and took it, surprisingly, so so that's on my bar now, and uh, that was my haul this year. It wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad. 
I think I spent a little more money on the beer and burgers after the uh, con. How about you, David? Any what, what were your purchases other than your photo op? We uh, uh, I picked up four comics that I had on my searching list. I got Green Lantern number one fourteen. I got Superman one seventy one from 1964. And All-Star Comics, 62 and 69. I just have a few more spots to fill in there. I also had a, uh, halfway through the show, I got a text from my ex-wife because we took a picture with the actress Jennifer Morrison, who plays uh, Emma Swan. She's the star of Once Upon a Time. Because uh, I watch it, and Teresa's a big fan. So Teresa took a picture of the picture and sent it to her mother. And she showed it to her younger sister, who I was informed was very pissed off that <laughs> she was not included in this. So to try to make up for it a bit, we went to uh, the toy hunter, that Jordan Hembro, and we got her. Uh, she's into Doctor Who, believe it or not. She's eight years old. We got her the 10th Doctor's screwdriver, Ooh. which was fairly, uh, it wasn't too expensive, but it wasn't cheap. But I had to make up for that she was pissed off. Smart and then for, for myself, I picked up, uh, uh, there's, there's a line of figures, the DC Multiverse, three and three quarter inch. I had the General Zod one. I managed to get the Christopher Reeve Superman. So now I have a matching set. And of course, when I came home with that, you know, my wife looked at it ever approvingly and said, you needed another thing, huh? <laughs> I just don't understand. You, you you don't have enough of this stuff sitting in the packages, hanging on the wall. So uh, so, like so the I honeymoon said, is over. Ever supportive. She's become a real wife now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Welcome hey, to the club, pal. I'll tell you what. party, pal. Please, it is a party compared to where I've been before. This is the party. <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, I tell you, we went by, uh, you know, Marvel has a large display section, whatever you want to call it. We went looking for the DC section, and it's pretty much they had a Batman display, you know, with the uh, different costumes over the years. And they had these cutouts of the various, you know, animated and artistic versions of Batman. And that was pretty much it. And I don't know why they were making such a fuss since it is Superman's 76th anniversary as Trentus Magnus has been covering it. I am a little perturbed about DC's willingness to embrace Batman quite as much as they do, because almost it's almost as if they've gotten to the point where they say, okay, we understand the public loves Batman, so we'll just concentrate on that and the hell with everything else. Exactly. Instead of trying to say, hey, you know what? We got <clears throat> Superman, too, and we have... Flash and Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and you know we have all these great characters that, that you could you should be checking out. They say, "All right, you know what? Everybody loves Batman, so we'll publish 14 Batman series a month and everything else is taking the back seat to it." it I mean, I I mean I love Batman, but it's crazy. You would think they have these other properties, particularly now uh I've been watching Arrow for the last 3 years and I couldn't have cared less about Green Arrow. The show is great. I find it really entertaining. The Flash I'm two episodes in. I think it's great. It's absolutely yeah. fantastic. They're, they're, they're missing the boat by focusing strictly on Batman. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they're, they're, they're letting the TV properties exploit it a little bit, but they're definitely, I don't think they're promoting it in the comics the way they should. 
Yeah, the people that are making the choices are just uh, they're just crunching the money, man. I think that they know that that uh, that Batman might have a wider appeal, and so they just want to make their money any way they can. So, well, I I think it's very short term, a very short term way of looking at things. Yeah, exactly. They're jumping on the bandwagon and trying to make a. But it is a, it is a good time for these comic companies. I have to say, you know, I mean, you have t- movies and you have your TV shows out everywhere. I mean, God, when I was a kid, if I had one, okay, may, maybe the Hulk was a, was all you had, or maybe the Spider Man, the short lived Spider Man show, or Wonder Woman. I mean, this is a great time to uh, to be a comic book fan with huh? uh, with all of the movies. And I, I'm I'm going to disagree with you. Not not that anything you said is wrong. But I think it's a good time to be a fan of the properties, but it's a bad time to be a comic book fan because they, the, the, they've become multimedia companies and they really don't care about the comic books anymore. They've decided that the money is in the movies and the money is in the TV shows and the comics have become uh, secondary now. And it's, it's almost like, well, fine, if they make money, we'll keep publishing them. But if they're not making money, we're going to cancel them and you know, we don't care. Yeah, we're not going to try and push them at all. You. I can agree with you on that, but but you know it's like who can afford a damn comic book, really? I mean, when you're when you're pushing for and change for a book, I mean, it's like almost like they're killing themselves, you know? I don't know. I just that's one of the. I still buy a few a few uh, real comics every week just just to have them, but like everything else is pretty much digital now, so I just can't afford it. You know, oh, the well, biggest maybe they just. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, the the biggest slap in the face to me is the digital isn't that much cheaper in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And I think Marvel, I'm, I'm a DC fan. Marvel has a better hand on it. Uh, as far as like that, uh, Marvel unlimited, where if you want, you could pay nine bucks a month and pretty much read anything in the catalog. Yeah. DC, you have to lay out two, $3 for a digital copy. Why would I want to spend that for a digital copy then that I don't really even own? But if the website's gone, that's it. Yeah, that's that's true too. You know, I, I think that that they're jumping on the back. I, I don't know where I heard it compared to, uh, but it, it was a pretty good comparison to uh, westerns back in the the '60s and the '50s. You know, everything was westerns. Your movies were westerns. Your TV shows were westerns, and they had their run. And man, everyone made money off of them any way they could. But uh, and then all of a sudden, the westerns, you know, slowly disappeared. And I think that's probably what's going to happen with with uh, with comic with comic movies and comic TV shows. You know, I think that they're going to flood the market. So, you know, and and eventually they they may go. The, I think comic book uh, shows and are are today's westerns that that were like in my father's generation because he said you know growing up when he grew up everything was western. You know, you would go to the movies and see it, and you would read about it, and and it'd be on TV every day, and. And uh, eventually that fades away. So, you know, I'm trying to uh, to get what I can now because I don't think it's going to last, you know, forever. I think you're actually, right. Uh, actually, I think I, I brought that up um, on the show we did. Scott. Uh, yeah, that's probably where I heard it, yeah. On a show with Trennis Magnus, didn't we? I think I brought that up. That, okay, that how, much this was like the... how much do you How much do I got to pay you now? Right, oh, no, no, no. If my <laughs> no, memory no, no. is right, you brought that up and you were kind of poo-pooed on the thoughts. Hey, and I, agree, I actually agree with the thought. And I, when, when it was poo-pooed a little, I, I thought, no, nah, Bill's got a point. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I thought that was really, really a very, very excellent uh, bullet point you made there. And, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And yeah, that, that hits the nail right on the head to me, you know. Who poo pooed it, and what was the what was the nature of their? 
Objection. I think Mr. Magnus uh, felt that Bill's point was uh, off base. I don't know. It's been a while. It was early, early in the year. I think we did that show. Yeah, I, but I, but I, 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 it is one one uh, instance where I sincerely disagreed with Mr. Magnus. No, I eh. thought you made a good point. Now that I know it was you. He likes Smallville. What the hell does he know? Oh, I liked Smallville for half of its run. Me you like Smallville. What the hell do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it until they killed off uh, the Duke of Hazard. It was a joke. Yeah. It was a joke. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I don't know. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm just kind of milling the the thought myself because I'm not sure where I stand on that. I see the Western analogy, and there's part of me that agrees. Well, for one thing, I you know nothing lasts forever. So I you know no. I, I like and to. I- I like to think we're in a in a in a gray age right now. I like to think this is a really good time for I won't say comic book fans cuz with what Paul said then you know because originally I was like hell yeah it's a great time for comic book fans but no you got a great point that it's a great time for fans of comic books but the comic books themselves yeah they're they're not doing so good and and it's a shame it's it's really a crying shame that the success of all these things in other media doesn't seem to be translating into much of a boost at all for the actual comic medium. And that's a real shame that, you know, I I don't know why that is. I I have my, my pet theories, but I mean, you know, I don't know for sure why that is, but, uh, uh, yeah, I do think it's an exciting time because there seems to be a little bit for everybody. And that's the great thing is that, you know, when we were kids, you know, like Dario said, you know, you, you didn't have a hell of a lot to choose from. So, you you know, if you wanted a comic book fix, you pretty much had to suffer through whatever it was that was out. Now, some of the stuff was good, like the Hulk. And then there was other stuff that was just crap. But we pretty much just ate it up no matter what it was, because that was all you were going to get. Now there's so much out there that it's nice to be able to pick and choose because, you know, you have property x that you might really be into and then there's another one that eh, just kind of misses the mark for me and i'm i could care less but other people you know are into it so other people support you know that sort of thing so it's diverse enough now just like comics themselves that there's a little bit out there for everybody i think that's pretty cool i just still wish that the success of all these movies and shows and in other media franchise of video games, I wish that it would give a serious bump to comics because I'm tired of looking at this medium that I love so much and, and keep looking at it and go, well, yeah, it's still there, but man, it's still on the life support. It hasn't come out of the coma yet. You know what? Yeah, my, my son's put... five. Is it going to be around for him? I mean, really? I mean, am it's, I going to be able to? It's time to put uh, the needle on, on Paul's broken record again. It's because they overprice it. Because, yeah. yeah, we're comic book geeks, and, and Dario, if, if you have Keldon at the store and there's a comic book and he's interested in it, you're going to buy it for him. But if your uh, wife is at the store and he looks at the comic and then she sees it's 4 or $5, she's going to say, get away from there, don't touch that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she's exactly. not going to buy it for him. A casual person's not going to pick up a comic book for 4 or $5. Well, and I, they, they don't make it easy for kids to buy comics. Right. I, That's what I was just going to say is that it, it's it's not one thing it's a multitude of problems well, it's also accessibility it, in, in the market it, it's accessibility so. and and it's the fact that 
it's so narrow now. There's, there's, you know, kids are not really, you know, while there are things published for children, at the end of the day, comics aren't really for kids anymore. Exactly. And, and the comic industry itself, and I'm talking the big two primarily, even they don't seem to, to know what the hell their audience is. One day their audience is us, all the old farts that have been around, and then the next day they're going, no, nah, we don't want you guys anymore. We want new blood, so let's aim everything at the new blood. And then when that shit doesn't sell, well, let's go back to, to oh, yeah, we want the old-time fans in. Let's throw them a bone. So they're, they're so wishy-washy, and between the reboots and the reimaginings and just, you know, they they're just you know, twisting in the wind essentially. And they're so desperate for these dollars that they'll go any way that the fad seems to be going this week. And that hurts long-term sales and viability of any product when you just can't seem to decide what the hell your identity is and what it is that you're trying to do. Now, I think Marvel seems to be weathering the storm pretty good, but of course Marvel's got mouse dollars behind it. DC... Not so much from what I'm seeing. And, you know, they need they, they have a big problem because they need <clears> to get both their their publishing end and their mass media end in order. They seem to be doing pretty good with TV, but even that, you know, isn't it, it isn't the home run that that Marvel seems to have hit with most everything else. Well, then again, Marvel's you know, TV ventures are uh, having kind of hit and miss too. Not everybody's completely on board with those, but I don't know. For, on, the for my dollar, the electric company Spider Man was the best thing going for. Come on, <laughs> what was that? I mi- I missed that one. <laughs> Who could forget the electric company uh, Spider Man that used to be on <laughs> when I was a kid? Man, they were just years ahead of the time. But but you you, you know what the thing is? How old were you when you got into comics? I, I was in maybe first or second grade. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to have that anymore. No. Pa- part of the reason is when we were kids, children's programming was very limited. By, I don't know, 3.34, maybe 5 o'clock tops when the news came on, that was it. There was nothing to do. There was no VCR. There was no DVD. There was no in-demand. You had to go entertain yourself. So you had your, <laughs> you, you had your, your, your uh, action figures or the guys, as we used to call them, Star Wars or G.I. Joe, and you read comic books for entertainment. Today, if I said to Amanda, you know, entertain yourself, she grabs the iPad, she goes to YouTube, she puts this Minecraft crap on and watches some English fella narrate a bunch of movement. Right. There's no... No comic books. You don't want to read comic books. No, that's a great point, David. I mean, like you said, when we were kids, you got up in the morning, you had a little bit of uh, children's programming before you went to school. Then you got home from school and you had a little bit after school. And then that was it. And then you had to wait till Saturday and you had cartoons in the morning on Saturday. And that was it. Yeah. And now, now, you know, Cartoon Network, my kids got cartoons on every, you know, he can watch whatever he wants whenever he, he, uh, you tell any kid nowadays that we only had cartoons. Sound like another old man get off my lawn thing, but we only had <laughs> cartoons for for an hour in the morning and maybe a couple of hours in the afternoon when he got off of school and on Saturdays, and that was it. And we and, liked it. Yeah, and we were happy. Well, sadly, the last uh, the last Saturday morning cartoon just ended. I think it was this past month. They're saying that it there's was. no more. 
Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. Well, it was like one, one more. Whole, it was like one of the CWs or one of those, one of the off networks, you know, because ABC and CBS and NBC they had been out of Saturday morning program for years with, uh, yeah, w- w- with the cartoons. But I guess now there's just no more. Uh, well, you know, because there's so many other choices. They, they can go to Disney XD. They can go to Cartoon Network. But there's no more network programming Saturday morning cartoons. They're gone. They're officially dead. No, they make more money with an infomercial on Saturday mornings than they than they would yeah. with a with a cartoon. It's sad. That, that that was a great experience, man. Getting up Saturday morning and yeah, and, and watching those and then and choosing having to choose because yeah. you had to turn the dial. You didn't have yeah. the remote. <laughs> you, you had to flip back and forth, back and forth. Oh, okay. What's going on this one? What's going on that one? And you're and, and you're turning the dial back and forth. Uh, I'm going to give you a real get off my lawn. I remember getting up really early as a kid. Watching the static till they played the national anthem and started the broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do you rip? How about the dial where you put the channel on the U and then you had to go to the other one? Yeah. Get a whole other bunch of channels, you know? Some of them Spanish speaking. Yeah, yeah. And you would turn that thing so fast, my old man would go, What are you doing? Hey, don't turn that thing so fast, they're going to break it. (laughs) Or you could go in between channels. Like you could sometimes get a better reception and you could find stuff. Or, you know, that was when you had rabbit ears and then you would have to hold it and you would, oh, what's this? I, I don't even know what this channel is. I remember I watching remember, old Star I, I, Trek ones that way, holding it. Okay, here it is. Don't move. I, I remember I doing that this. with the old Marvel superheroes cartoon, having to go onto the, the UHF dial and, and find the station and it would be all fuzzy. And, you know, you barely had a signal on it at all, but I'd still sit there watching it because, like you said, blind. Still, there, there wasn't that many choices. There wasn't that much <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. When are we going to do a show about those? I love those things. We need to do a, a show and do like a commentary for for one of the, like the full length of one of the the stories or something. This for this one would, of those my ones. suggestion would be because you have Captain America, Thor, Submariner, and uh, Iron Man and Hulk I, and oh, Hulk. So we got yeah. five of them. Hulk. I would say Hulk. we we spread it out. You know we don't do it we don't do it like a, a Marvel superheroes month or anything, but we spread it out and we do periodically do a focus on. You know, we we could do five separate spotlight episodes, and uh, maybe talk about the the episodes that they did for the particular run. You know, that that particular hero, and then do a commentary on one of the. I think there were ten ish ten uh, episodes each. So we yeah, could talk about fun. the ten they did and do a commentary on one. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. We could even do it as an Avenger spotlight because every one of those characters was an Avenger at oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. Well, plus the Avengers are in one of the because they adapted. I think it was during. Captain America, I think they adapted the story where the Masters of Evil spread that glue shit all over New York City yeah. and froze up the whole city. <laughs> they also That's... did in in the Hulk. They did uh, Avengers number two with the Space Phantom. Oh, did they? Yes. Huh. That one I don't think ever. I you know the funny thing is I think I have all of those except the the Submariner ones because I never gave a shit about Submariner. Now I'd actually like to go back and watch the Submariner because I'm very curious if they might have adapted the story with uh, with the Defenders. But anyway, no. um, I have all those, but I, I don't think I've actually watched all of them complete because. Uh, there's probably real good copies of them out there now, but at the time that I collected them, it was like in the early internet days, and a lot of the the copies were really bad. Yeah, I don't like, I don't have good copies of them, but uh, the those predated even those very first uh, Defenders issues. So uh, they were doing the uh, Tales to Astonish Submariner issues. Ah, uh, okay. I, I still some of that stuff might be interesting. I actually saw some of those on in the nineties. 
believe it or not, on one of my local channels down here, and I was amazed. It was after I got out of the Navy. It would have been like 94, and I was uh, I just turned, turned on the dial one morning, and I was like, what? Is, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been around the time they came out on videotape, because I remember when I was working at um, hmm. Media Play in Morrow, Georgia, they came out on tape. There was this big, beautiful, um, oversized box set, hmm. if you remember the way they used to do those on VHS. Yeah. And what's funny oh, yeah. is somebody bought one some. one time, and then the 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 video inside one of the videos was was messed up. And I remember getting one and finally getting it open to see what was in it. And I, if I remember right, it was this giant box, but actually inside it was only like two videotapes. It was really weird. <laughs> but uh, it was it was billed as like the Marvel comic superhero collection, but it was nowhere near complete. And that thing was expensive. I want to say it was like seventy nine ninety five or something Oof. like that. And it was only two tapes, and I think it was like the first, it was either like the first episode of each one of them, or maybe like the first story arc of each one. It was nowhere near like the complete collection of like all five heroes, but it was still just, just the fact that they were starting to put them out again was really cool. And then they ended up doing the clamshell ones of each of the heroes, where it was like... One, I think it was two episodes. Like one episode was like the origin, if they ever did an origin episode for that particular hero, and then the other one was like what somebody decided was like the best episode or whatever. Because I remember the Herc, the uh, Thor one was awesome because it was the origin episode, and then it was the episode where he fought Hercules, which was which was just a friggin' riot. <laughs> that's one of my all-time favorites. That, that oh, it's Hercules. great in every format. Because uh, that's it, one of those ones that's just fun to watch. Because you get about you know halfway through it and you're like, where the hell are the police? They're trashing New York <laughs> City and there's not a cop to be seen. <laughs> I'm not getting in there. Let them fight it out, boys. Yeah, exactly. They got they're chucking like cars and buildings at each other and say it's great. I love that stuff. I can't remember which one they chose for the cap story because the cap story that I always thought was the best one as a kid, the one I used to race home from school every day hoping would be on was uh do you guys remember the one with the sleepers yeah oh yeah cap, cap has a dream about the red skull coming to attack him or something and when he wakes up he realizes it's 20 years to the day since the last time he fought the red skull back in the in the 40s and something somehow this triggered this like i don't know if it was like a hypnotic suggestion or what but he remembers having fought the Red Skull and something the Red Skull said about 20 years from now, my sleepers will come alive and destroy the world or some ridiculous thing. The plot's really stupid. You know, years later, when I read the original comic as an adult, I was like, okay, this plot's actually really dumb. But the the action was what made it because these sleepers keep coming awake. They're, they're t- it turned out to be like three different ones. Like one was a robot, one was a pair of wings, and one was a... How was the oh it was a giant it was a giant red skull head that ends <laughs> up landing on top of the robot and what was cool about the story was that cap just miraculously through an incredible ridiculous leap of logic happens to be at the right place at the right time when each of the sleepers wakes up but then ends up powerless to do anything about it see he's defeated and stymied every time until the three pieces mash up like a giant uh Oh, what was that that giant robot thing in the 80s where it was like separate pieces, but it would all oh, come Voltron? together? Voltron. Yeah, it was like Voltron. It forms up like Voltron. And, and I'll be the head. Yeah, and Cap has to has to try to stop it. He couldn't defeat the individual pieces, 
So like the the threat of the thing, the thing that used to keep you like on the edge of your seat as a kid was like, oh my god, he couldn't stop it when it was one. Now it's three. How is he going to stop it from destroying? And it, it's great. It's really it's super cheesy, but it's so much fun, man. That is good stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I, those those, you know, if if you're looking at it with a modern eye and looking at the uh, quality of the animation, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But if you can kind of set that aside and just let yourself go. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fun stories and even though the animation isn't good it's still using a lot of the original artwork and, right. and, and it's you know it, like if not, at a minimum it should have a nostalgia quality to it mm-hmm. well, I, I get the biggest kick out of watching them I really do I enjoy the hell out of them because I mean that was where I got familiar I, I mean it's still a lot of my familiarity with stories from that era comes more from those cartoons than it comes from actually reading the comics that they were based on. And I mean, you talk about faithful adaptations. I mean, many of those stories are like verbatim right out of the comics, you know, the, that the stories are based off of. So that's actually pretty cool. That was my very first introduction to the Marvel characters. I remember being, I don't know if I was either in preschool or if it was just before I was in preschool, but I remember sitting up, sitting at home one morning when they were on and I think it was in their original airings, so it would be like around 1966 before uh, right. before you guys were even around. And uh, and I remember watching the Hulk. And I, that that's my very first introduction to the Marvel superhero characters. Yeah, that's mine cool. was Spider-Man, the old Spider-Man uh, animated series. Mm-hmm. That, I'm guessing thing. you you remember it when it was in syndication, like on you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had it on every day. Yeah, 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 yeah we that's how I saw those it. too. Those are. Oh, I would love that. The uh, the adaptation. The I don't know if it's Spider Man. Was that, were those the first episodes that actually aired, or was it just eventually in the series they did the adaptation? I'm not sure, but they do the adaptation of Amazing Fantasy 15, and it's pretty damn faithful. I really like that. I think actually that was in the second season. You see, that's what I thought too. That it wasn't actually the episodes they left you know let off the series with. That's what I was thinking too, but. It's really good. The only the only quibble I ever had with that was that uh, there's a moment in it, and I can't remember what the moment is. It might be when Spider-Man is swinging to the warehouse to confront the killer. I can't remember, but there's a moment in it where he web swings for seemingly like a half an hour. Now, I know it's not really that long, but it's it's obvious watching it as an adult. It's like, okay, this was three minutes short, so let's put three minutes of just web swinging. Right. And it's and, just and they would padding. just use the same footage over, yes. yeah, the over same and over and over and over. But other than that, and they have I, the web swinging music, you know, dun, I dun, have dun, a real dun, soft. Dun, 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 yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh my god. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he would web swing past the same building like seven times. And then they show him crawling on the side of the building. Then he'd web swing some more. But I have, I have definitely. I remember even a spot for that. I remember even as a young kid noticing the fact that they reused the same footage over and over again. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That didn't get by me. That's one thing you can't say about the uh, Marvel superheroes cartoons because they were just taking panels from the comics, cutting them, and putting them in there. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's made fun of for the lack of quality, but then they started with the, uh, what do they call them, motion comics, which is the exact same thing. And that's mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You, know, you can't even complain about, well, you know, this was in the 60s when they didn't have the computers or whatever. This is now, and they're still doing the same thing, and yet they make fun of that. Yeah. I know, and people, oh, my God, you see these motion comics? I'm like, yeah, I saw that years ago. 
That's not do you the remember new. in the Cap cartoons, they used to do this a lot, especially in, in the scenes where he would be like in the jungle fighting whatever it was, he was fighting Nazis or whatever. But do you remember some of the panels they would show of Cap and like from from the hips up, like he was completely a static figure, right? And he's holding yeah. his shield like right in front of him, but they would animate just the legs in a running motion. So he, <laughs> he looked like he was running in place, but they would put the speed lines on. You know what I'm talking about? Do you remember when they would do that? Yes, I do. Yeah. There's a shot in Winter Soldier that, you know, the, the live action film that came out, you know, this past year. There's a shot in there during the the interstate scene where like caps down on the lower level and and the winter soldiers up above he comes charging at the guy that's holding the minigun and spraying every you know spraying the crowd with a minigun where he charges at him and it's the same shot and i when i saw that in the theater i started rolling because it was just like it's both like really ridiculous to even think that's the same shot, but it is. But it was also like this this just geek moment of like, oh my god, that's right from that cheesy ass old '60s cartoon. <laughs> but ne- next time you get a chance to watch that movie, you, you when you see it, tell me that I'm crazy because it it looks just like it. It's he's holding the shield in front of him. And he's he's so rigid. It's like from the hips up, he he's a, you know just a static image. But his legs are just pumping away a mile a minute. It's great. I'm gonna have to check that out. Huh? I yeah. loved it. I uh, I'm gonna just bring us back to the Comic Con again because uh, one of the things I forgot to talk about, and I'll I'll ask uh, David and Dario if you had any experience with it. Uh, did you talk to any uh, creators? I, I did. did. Uh, Who did you have contact I, with? You know, I spoke to Todd McFarlane, uh, who was very, very nice. He he he's promoting his uh, new. Uh, you can't call them Legos, but they're kind of Lego-like, but they're incredibly detailed, and it's a building system, and they're uh, based on The Walking Dead. So it they're really impressive. I mean, I, I love toys, but but these things were really cool. I mean, they had the uh, the uh, governor's. Um, den where all the heads are in this, the uh, fish tanks and he, he had one of the prison and these are all like building sets that you snap together and just just really 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 nice and they weren't terribly expensive they were available at Toys R Us I think um, he said the next day but I, I, I just talked to him for a little while and shook his hand and said hey you know I, I read your blog and I appreciate all the stuff you write and uh, he was a really really a really nice guy I mean I really back in the day I really enjoyed um looking at his art on Spider-Man. I don't know if it holds up now, but it was pretty uh, pretty groundbreaking when when um when he first came in. I really liked this stuff and he was just just about as nice as can be, which is which was uh which was great. I was glad to meet him. I saw him on Thursday uh down in the area where they have all the uh panels and he was basically holding court and there were maybe 50 people surrounded around surrounding him and they were so pressed in on him that I was surprised that he wasn't freaking out and starting to shove people away because they really weren't giving him any personal space at all. Uh, and there were so many people around that I just turned around and walked away because I couldn't even hear what he was saying. Yeah, I caught him in his uh, in his Lego uh, Lego in his building uh, uh, where he was, you know, touting his uh, his his new building system, and uh, and it was crowded. But I got to go up there and uh, and say hi. And uh, Kevin Smith walked by me real quick. I saw him. <laughs> And that was about the only creators or, or any people of uh, any uh, 
interested. I really uh, had time to uh, see, but I really enjoyed Todd McFarlane. Nice guy. Mm. How about you, Dave? No, I, I, I didn't meet anyone. I was looking. I had heard Jerry Ordway was going to be there, and I made a search, but I, I didn't see him. And I didn't see him on the list there. So other than that, I, I didn't actually go looking for anybody. Yeah, I, I went down to, to you know, Artist Alley, and uh, I figured I'd make some contacts and uh, had two seconds to say hello to Billy Tucci, but he was kind of busy. Billy's a, a real good guy. I always make a point of going over and saying hello. Uh, usually I do the same with Jimmy Palmiotti, but he and uh, Amanda Connor were uh, surrounded by people when I went over there. Same thing with Chris Claremont, who I, I had a real good conversation with him last year, but he had a line by him. I, I saw Peter David didn't have anybody there, and I started walking over. And while I was walking over, like five people walked over to him just ahead of me. So I was cut out there. Uh, I ended up having a very good conversation uh, with Bob Layton. Uh, he was sitting there, you know, nobody was around him, and he was doing a sketch. So I walked over, I told him I love his work, asked him what he was working on. He kind of gave me like a, like a, a an exasperated look and said, what do you think? So I said, Iron Man? He said, of course it's Iron Man. Everybody asks me to do Iron Man. <laughs> so his, he was actually charging $200 for a full body sketch, uh, which I thought was a little pricey. <laughs> I thought it was a lot pricey, actually. Uh, and I, I said to him, yeah, I said, you know, it's basically out of my price range. But if I was going to get you to do one, I think I'd go for Hercules. And he, he looked at me with a big smile. He said, well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of who else was there. Rob Liefeld was there. I didn't really talk to him. Uh, it was everybody. It seemed like everybody had a crowd around them. Uh, Jose Garcia, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, was there, and he had a big crowd around him. And people were he, they were selling some of his original artwork, so people were buying it and coming over to him and then discussing it. Uh, I was surprised. This is the first time in a long time that I didn't see either Jim Steranko or Neil Adams. Uh, but, you know, Artist Alley was definitely full. You know, it was cranking. And so, having brought the room to a total halt, no, let's, no. Talk, let's talk cartoons again. <laughs> well, I'm oh, glad hey. you went over and talked to, uh, to Bob Layton, because he's a, he's a hell of a nice guy. And uh, I had much the same experience with him the, the couple of times I've seen him at, uh, at Megacon, that uh, if, if you... Go over and you even mention Hercules, man. You're in like Flynn because he loves to talk him some Hercules. So that's cool. Are you Facebook friends with him? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen the pictures that he posted recently where it was covers that he did that were rejected? Yeah. And he and he, he posted them and said, you know, put on your editor's hat and tell me why this was rejected. So I I told him I you know I mentioned to him I thought that was really cool to see those, and he said what what he did back then was he would do a rough sketch and then he would show it to the editor and if the editor didn't like it he'd just put it away you know he wouldn't waste his right. time on it because you know he, he'd only get paid for what they used so he didn't want to spend time really finalizing these pictures only to have them rejected and then he right. said he was, he was going through a lot of his old stuff and he found these and people you know wanted to buy them but they wanted them inked and finished so that's why he ended up taking them out and uh and and finishing them off so there's some some pretty cool ones to look at there and you know he was he was open for talking about that as well, which was cool. That's I mean, what that's usually what I try to do at, at a lot of these conventions. You know that all you know. Well, I say a lot of these conventions. I mean, I go to the same one every year, but you know, with a lot of these creators, I should say is I, I try to find the stuff that is maybe a little 
I would hope anyway that maybe they're not bombarded with as as often. You know, maybe some of the projects that you know they they just don't see people bring as often as as the thing that they're arguably most famous for. And so far, that seems to to be a big hit with most of them. That oh my god, you know, I haven't seen this book in a while. Let me you know let me tell you some story about it or whatever. Or like in the case of Chris Claremont, I brought um, that Star Trek graphic novel that he did years ago and he just sat there just beaming just thumbing through the thing and he said you know i i hadn't seen this in years and he just sat there just you know like kind of refreshing himself about it i thought that was really cool i like having little moments like that rather than you know you go up and you you dump a stack of whatever x-men or whatever and they're like oh god these again you know and you can tell that they're just you know a little piece of their soul just dies because it's you know the millionth time that week that somebody's asked them to sign, you know, the book that they're they're most famous for or whatever. Mm. So well, I, I try with, to go with the lesser known stuff. With Chris Claremont last year, I, you know, the Wolverine was a relatively new movie at the time, and uh, I basically talked about what a uh, a travesty it was that he didn't even get a thank you in the credits, and uh, he seemed to he seemed to agree with me on that. Mm-hmm. He, oh yeah, he is. Uh, I was listening to I forget what it was. I was listening to something where you were talking. I, I think it was during uh, during X Men month. You were talking to somebody about that. That he, he's kind of he's kind of a bitter old guy. But you know he is. But who the hell could blame him? You know. I mean, well, considering the place, millions and millions yeah, they're making of that franchise. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's you know when I talked to him, that's exactly what he said. Is that you know he's tr- he tries not to be bitter and he tries not to have you know butt hurt about the whole thing but at the end of the day they've made millions off of his creations and his stories and storylines and stuff and you know he's seen relatively pennies in comparison so yeah i, I could see where that would kind of gall a guy you know so mm-hmm. I, I you know i can't i can't fault him that would i think that would kind of piss me off too but you know that's it's the nature of the biz you know I actually give him a lot of credit for not being one of these assholes that, you know, now that everything's big and famous and making millions of dollars, he's out there trying to get, you know, his, uh, you know, his pound of flesh out of the whole thing. At least so far. You watch. Now that'll be the the news story that hits tomorrow before we get this episode posted. You know, Chris Claremont suing for X-Men money, but... You know what I mean? It just seems like that has happened so much in recent years. Um, And I don't want to name names for fear of pissing off somebody. But, you know, I mean, there just have been an awful lot of them in recent times that have come forward now that, you know, Property X has gone from comic book obscurity to being, you know, the, the flavor of the month. And these creators come, or their heirs come out of nowhere wanting the money for this. And it's like, look, what part of work for hire don't you understand? You know, I understand. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and then there's some of them that they settled, they cut a deal, it's done. And then a few years later, they're back in court again. Yeah. I mean, I I like to think that I can see both sides of the issue. Because on the one hand, I, I, I can see where it would suck, you know, that. You, you slaved away, you know, writing or drawing or whatever this stuff back in the whatever, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever. And, you know, you, you made a pittance and you barely scraped by and maybe you got kind of screwed over or treated poorly by the by the industry or whatever. And now here it is all these years later and your creations are making somebody millions, possibly billions of dollars. Yeah, I could see where that would piss you off. But again... 
that's how it works. That's just, that's the nature of it. You know, you, you signed a contract and you under, you went in with your eyes wide open and you understood this was work for hire. You didn't own what you made. The company did, and they could do with it whatever the hell they wanted to, whether they wanted to put it on a lunchbox or whether they wanted to make a multi-million dollar hit movie out of it. You understood that that was the deal. So when they do this, when, when they want to drag Marvel or DC or whatever back into core and, and do these things, I just, you know, I, it, the whole thing just leaves a really sour taste in my mouth. Like, you know, why would you do that? I mean, I understand why they do it. They want their money, but I don't know. That, that's kind of the reason why I think that maybe these companies should try to head that sort of behavior off at the past by just maybe going back and you know doing something for these guys as they use their creations you know in this way and I and you know to to Mar- I don't know about DC but to Marvel's credit I don't know if any money's changing hands but at least I've noticed like at the end of of Agents of Shield I love watching the end credits to that show because every episode has this laundry list of creators that that they're throwing an acknowledgement out to many of them you know the older guys, you know. So when, like in the episodes where they were using Deathlock, you you know you got um, uh, Rich Buckler was mentioned and Doug Mensch and all these guys that worked. Uh, you know, so any character or concept essentially that they're sometimes even making making just the most fleeting reference to is getting a plug at the end of the show. I, I think that's cool. And again, I don't know if any money's changing hands over that, but just the acknowledgement I think would be enough for some of these guys. That's that's actually when I was talking to Claremont, he seemed, you know, who knows, but he he seemed like if they had given him the acknowledgement, that might have been enough for him. Right. And and he seemed like he was bitter that they just kind of, you know, I mean, a lot of that movie, or not a lot of it, the beginning of that movie and and certain parts during it were uh, from the the Chris Claremont Frank Miller miniseries that we covered. Oh, hell yeah. And and you know to not give him any acknowledgement at all is just ridiculous. Yeah, well, arguably be- the most iconic image of that movie, I think, is when he is on the top of the train and he lets himself fly back at the the guy that he's fighting with his claws extended. That's an iconic image that's right off the friggin' cover of what is it like two or three of that of that miniseries, right? Where Wolverine's like charging at you, the reader, with his yeah. claws extended. That's an iconic yeah. Wolverine image right from the miniseries. Well, the other one, the big one, is when he gets shot with all the arrows with the chains attached to it. Right, him. yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. Or the bear at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole thing, yeah. Well, I mean, I noticed that both he and um, and Len Wein were in the beginning of uh, of Days of Future Past, and I, I could be wrong about Wein, but I know that Chris Claremont had actually had speaking lines. You know, he had, he had a you know, speaking role in the movie. I can't remember if, if Len Wein actually said anything or not, but they're both there in the beginning of the film, which I thought... Did they play senators or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Claremont, I recognized, you know, having met him and everything, but the first time I, I watched the movie, I was... I, I thought Wein was somebody, but I just couldn't place who he was, and I had to cheat and look it up later, like, who the hell was this guy? And then I was oh, okay, Len Wein, that makes sense. But I, I didn't recognize him, having never met him or anything, but, uh, but Claremont I definitely recognized there. So I, I gotta speculate at this point that we're no longer doing preamble. <laughs> I think this is the show. 
Yeah, I think, you know, yeah. what, we'll, what we'll do is uh, we have three books to do. Uh, I'd say, you know, we could keep rambling on for a while, but save those three books, and maybe in a couple of weeks we'll get together again and do them. Okay. Yeah, fine, fine, yeah. Yeah, I will, totally I will up to you guys. It. Yeah, because I've got some more comic stuff to bring up, too. <laughs> Go and for we it. we need some cat stories. <laughs> and we need another real life with, uh, with Dr. Bill. Well, we had that earlier with the with the fried steak, but, uh, but we, we need one that makes it. sense and is entertaining. <laughs> okay, all right. I I got another one. Well, um, Scott, um, oh, you know that con <laughs> that uh, con that you brought to my attention, the one that was this past weekend. Uh, con. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Uni and Sing. No, no, no. It, what what what, uh, what was the guy's? What was it? CDC is the name of the. Um, uh, I think. The one that she posted on Facebook. Disease control? I don't no, know. No, not that. Not about. that one. Jesus. The the Ebola con. <laughs> Ebola con. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that in Dallas? Oh, so, ooh, sorry. Ooh, sorry. Ooh, ooh, drop the mic. Oh, oh, I know. I know. Ooh. I had a buddy that was a real submariner, and he said that they had the best food. And, oh, they do. He, yeah. They they would he would be down there six months at a time. They had the drinking best tang. Bilge whiskey. <laughs> that they yeah. Yeah, they also couldn't light light any cigarettes because there's not enough oxygen or an open flame. I, I had a buddy that was on a sub too that he he would t- tell me all this because it, there there's like this little readout and it says like twenty percent. I'm like, what what is that there that says like twenty percent? Well, that's the you know the ratio of the, of the oxygen. And then when we go down, uh, whoops, uh, bad choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> when we go under the water, under the sea, they change the air and they change the ratio so that flames can't ignite as easily. Those people, ah, come on. <laughs> oh, Hagen. Give those men his air. What's wrong with you? Oh. But anyway, oh. the convention you posted about there, the guys that we met up at Conjure, the guys that had the... the oh, okay, yeah, alright, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those guys, yeah. They He had a show down in Tampa, and I drove over, uh, I took Ben, and we drove over. Uh, you pay ten bucks to get into a big room, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I think Ben was thinking it was going to be like uh, MegaCon. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I don't, was it like a hotel? A hotel? Suite? It was a hotel. It was yeah. a hotel. It was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a room the same size that we did uh, our uh, our panels in. MegaCon. Yeah, you went from MegaCon to MicroCon. Exactly. <laughs> Did they so have I a role of porn stars? That's what I need to know. It's not nope, a good nope, con unless nope. they had a role of porn stars signing. This was a room. It was not a con. It was just a... But it, 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 was, it was a show. They didn't build it as a con. It said comic show. So went in there and uh, I walk in with Ben and I start going through the 50 cent bins and... He's like looking around. He's interested for about five minutes, and then he comes up. And I've gotten through like two boxes, and I'm still going, you know, looking, looking. And he's uh, like, "Uh, are you gonna go through all those boxes?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Why? Uh, nothing." So then he walks around for a little while, and now I'm through like the third box. And he's like, "Are you really gonna look through all? Because there's like fifty of them, you know, Scott. You saw the ones the guys had. Oh yeah." He's, and, and, and he's like, you're really going to look through all these? <laughs> like, you should have no, told, you, you told him to just sit on the bed and watch the TV. <laughs> I thought he got a room. <laughs> oh, I, but, I, thought it was a, I thought it was in a hotel room, you know. Oh, no, no, no. But, <clears throat> but 
but you paid uh, you paid ten bucks to get in, but in that you could get ten fifty cent comic books. So you got five bucks back free in uh, in books. So basically, it was five dollars to get in, and Ben got in for free, so I didn't have to pay for him. But uh, I was a I pulled out about fifteen comics because I here's here here's the rest of the story. <laughs> I drove my dad's truck down, and it started to have problems on the way down, so I couldn't spend as much time there as I wanted. Plus, Ben was really getting bored, so. But I did pull, uh, I got some Legion of Superheroes for 50 cents. I got issue 300, and I got an annual from 1982. Uh, I picked up some, like, three issues of Micronauts, a Pat Broderick one. Uh, I also got the King Size Annual, number one. I got Captain Carrot and his awesome zoo crew, number one, for 50 cents. Oh. <laughs> and I got uh, five issues of the Omega Men. And uh, continuing with the I haven't read those Starman books that I got at Conjure yet, but I did find number thirty-two, James Robinson Starman for in the fifty cent bin, so I picked that up as well. And a Star Blazers fifty cent comic, and an, an Avengers Spotlight book, and Avengers Invaders, a new one um, from the Dynamite um, Marvel series that came out of uh, like the past year or two. So that's that. That was my little mini haul. And you went into the bathroom and took the free shampoo and bar of soap, too. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Ben Ben was bored out of his mind. And so I Oh, and I almost... <sighs> they had bound sets, and they had the entire Battlestar Galactica Marvel. Oh. Oh. Bound sex? What? Bound... <laughs> what kind that... of room was this? <laughs> not bound not bound sex the they hotel had tell with hourly rates they they weren't leather bound sets either leather or, or <laughs> they had them all wrapped up in pla- oh forget it well he was in the navy so get the gimp. Get the gimp. <laughs> they had all the individual issue they had the whole, all the though. issues wrapped up into one you know one big piece of plastic and so anyway they had the full run of marvel comics Battlestar... um Galactica, it was 120 bucks, but it was 50% off. So I'm like, 60 bucks. Eh, I didn't buy it. I couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't spend that much. I don't know if I should have or not. Because I got no idea what the price of those are, if it was worth it or not. So, But uh, they'll be coming back around to Orlando, I think, again, Scott. So you should probably keep an eye out and go get some good books. Maybe yeah. if the, maybe I'll come over there. We can spend the day digging through everything. Cool. So, so that's that's my new comic news. So I've got some new toilet reading stuff. Awesome. You know what? That may get repeated at the end of this one. Oh, man, <laughs> you may have just given me my line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what leather bound wasn't enough? I was just gonna say, is anybody looking for any newer comics? Because uh, my local uh, my LCS is running a sale um, pretty much now till Halloween, and they just tacked on the. Uh, Anything in the back issue bins that's below nine ninety nine is only a dollar. So I'll probably be hitting up this weekend. I mean, if anybody's looking for a specific newer book that I can take a peek for, you know. Yeah, well, if I if I lived in uh, in your area, I'd probably find some runs in there that I would want. But there's nothing that I would say, oh, seek this out yeah. for me. Okay. Well, I mean, if you think of something, just shoot it to to me on Facebook, and I'll. I'll, I'll take a look because I'll probably stop up there. Uh, yeah, because it's now until until Halloween, so I got time. I I, I can see if he's dumped any 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 new Avengers books in there because last time I walked out with like eighty five issues. 
hey, at a buck a piece, it's better than what uh, eighty five to like three hundred twenty dollars for them. Oh, so. absolutely. You get, and you wouldn't get the Battle of Galactica leather bound. Jeez, it wasn't leather bound. It was just the individual <laughs> ones wrapped it's in naked. Dust. It's naked bound. <laughs> you should have told them I only want issue four. Can you take okay. it out? <laughs> oh, practice open now. Yeah. Okay. How about every other page? Every other page. Can you make me a deal? <laughs> That's what you should have offered them for that Spider-Man five. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It was nice of him to let me hold it. It's when it, when I started putting my hand down my pants, then he's, he took it away. From yeah, when me. when you started sliding the book down your yeah. pants, they seemed a little yeah. disturbed. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was nice of him. That was as close as I'll ever get to that. I only have about five issues I need left for a complete run of Amazing Spider-Man, and just to know that I'll never be able to get him. Oh, you sound like me with Avengers. Uh, yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what I said when we were looking at them. Yeah, yeah. We were just looking at them, and they know they were. They, they, oh. they saw me looking like like a, a little lost boy looking at it. They know I wasn't going to buy it. I mean, like like we discussed, they know that a place like that isn't isn't working on volume sales. They're working on 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 you know selling select books when they can. So they you know if they see you you know you don't look like a dirtbag and you come up even if you can't afford it now. They give you the business card. They treat you nice. And if you ever come into some money, that all of a sudden you decide, you know what, I'm gonna. Mm invest in uh in is is that a euphemism scott <laughs> no it's not she just ducked her head in here <laughs> no she does but she but, but like i was saying you know they they know to, to that if you get to come in across the money that you're going to come back to them if you're looking for that big time issue yeah that's smart what we should have done is we should have grabbed it and licked it and then said it's mine <laughs> i'll give you a dollar for it now yeah <laughs> i just like the walking it. dead claimed yeah, <laughs> you need you need more friends who are Olymp- Olympic sprinters. That's what you need. Yeah, you could do you could do the relay. You could have fifty fat guys and you pass yeah, it off to each other. <laughs> it's Comic Con. I don't think you're going to see too many Olympic sprinters. That's why you need fifty guys because I bet they could run really quick for like five feet. Then <laughs> David, just get a- David, I bet your daughter's pretty fast. We should have slipped. Yeah, your your daughter would have done it like uh, Catwoman. She would have just taken it and started flipping. Yeah, until she got out the exit. Books. With my luck, yeah. she would have flipped right into the two cops who were standing there. Yeah, uh, just just throw a donut down. They'll they'll stop. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys, it's been fun. It Absolutely. has. It was really yes. fun. It was. We'll, we'll, and we'll definitely make plans to get together in person again soon. Okay, let's do that. Excellent. Later, fellas. All right, have a nice good night, night, everybody. Have a good, good night. night, right? Good night. Bye, everybody. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by visiting the Two True Freaks podcast group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is produced in association with the Two True Freaks podcast, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com and is a registered trademark of DiManzocor of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Take a moment to stop by and support their other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. I don't think anybody can make uh, me look more foolish than myself, so I don't need any help.